0: One does not simply go to the biscuits <laughs> no. without having a panic attack. <laughs> without throwing relapsing. up. Relapsing. <laughs> the Fisher principle. <laughs> um, Keep that. <laughs> <laughs> that'll go good with the cold open for yeah. next week's episode. On I the That I can predict. On the Fisher <laughs> King. Well, that, that's the episode we should do when he uh, guests.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But um, Ching that's that was a, um, a symbol not a racial slur <laughs> Dan how you doing <laughs> I'm doing great man I really enjoyed that episode on
1: crash that we did last week yes hard same um <laughs> I uh, I did I do I felt yeah after while listening to that episode uh-huh. um, this hasn't happened in a while mm-hmm. I felt like I've like successfully risen above it okay throughout the podcast but that was an episode where I could hear myself like the wheels turning and me adjusting my score down based on your negativity. Oh. And do you want to change your
0: score? I do. Too bad you can't. I know. That's fine. All scores are final.
1: That's hasn't been true ever, but
0: Oh no, I, I locked them when I created the board. <laughs> Remember I I reported oh, yeah, that right, to. Right. You. The yeah. scores are now locked.
1: That's fine. First but...
0: impression is the only one that you get. I, I mean, you can you can express regret.
1: Yeah, I I regret coming down below a 5 for crash cuz I really do uh <laughs> <laughs> There is a lot that I appreciate about what Crash tries to accomplish. I don't think it's necessarily successful, but I respect a lot of the intent. Fair enough.
0: I guess my Jeopardy segment on Crash is that... Is one a little bit much? Yes. It's a very low score to give something. Yeah. Um, ever. And uh, I'd be willing to go up to like a three. Nice. But... N-
1: I was again, just like, again, I was like, t- I was like, you're shaming me for owning Crash <laughs> as if like it's not a reasonable thing to own Crash. Lots of people own Crash. No, it's, it's, unreason- that's it's unreasonable. That's an important
0: film. That's unreasonable. Okay. You have the Criterion Channel. You didn't need to buy Crash.
1: It's so. not on the Criterion Channel. Criterion Channel doesn't have all the Criterion movies. Why the fuck not? Uh, they like change their movies every month. They have a string oh, of things. Okay. They're like, they focus on curating a lot of new new movies. Okay. I don't think Crash has ever been on the Criterion Channel though, which is. I o- for the most part, I only own, besides eight and a half I only own Criterion Blu-rays that aren't on the channel. David Cronenberg's Crash is sponsored by Seagram's <laughs> Escapes, Sip Happiness. L- luckily, Scanners is on the channel.
0: Um, Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. It's a lot better than fucking... <laughs>
1: crash Agreed.
0: Into me, baby. Baby. My violin is touched, kids. That movie,
1: that song's really <laughs> fucked up. You know what that song's about?
0: Uh, b- what I just said.
1: <laughs> no, cr- cr- Crash into me from Dave Matthews Is entire- it
0: about the movie Crash?
1: If uh no Got but any. the entire song is song- is it
0: about when dave matthews tour bus launched <laughs> of a bunch of, shit, a bunch on of shit onto a highway and caused a crash no which then james spader had sex in <laughs> and
1: then, then they did they saved it for salo uh no the whole song is i'm written, saving it for salo the whole song's written from the perspective salo. of a you pe- wouldn't know um, that because right, you, you know what? The i'm dumb. not even gonna tell the story right, for fuck's ahead. sake go jesus ahead. dan do it it's not fun for people to listen to a podcast where people talk over what's each, that yeah.
0: Alright, go for it. Let's hear it.
1: <clears throat> go for it. I don't trust you to not fucking launch a sample the second I start talking. Just move it. Start okay, I'm gonna move, move my
0: hands away from the board. Right. Okay. Have
1: at it. Have the whole the it, whole buddy. song is from the perspective of a peeping Tom. Why are you gay? It's a dude in a tree watching a woman undress. That's the entire okay. song. And I mean, uh, and people play it at their weddings.
0: Yeah, that's bad. People should
1: boycott Dave Matthews. It's not a love song. It's really fucked up.
0: Hmm. But I've made love to it hard say. On the lawn of the tweeter center when I was <laughs> 17. I, I, I didn't make it. I, I, I didn't Where are you, gay? Nice. I thought we were going to do a Dave Matthews one.
1: Uh, baby! <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I did it. <laughs> do you think
0: I went too far, bitch? yeah i did it my violinist touch kids ass my violinist favorite movie is salo it's pronounced salo i'll make that clear
1: again because i was interrupting you the last time i trying to make it clear we haven't done the salo episode yet it's
0: next week and it's pronounced salo um, hi everyone i'm dan th- there's
1: like a demographic of people who have ever checked out the podcast because they're space bacon fans and they're like oh chris Honda does the theme let's check this out and then we go to hear the music and we're just fucking talking bullshit over it it's
0: called riffing <laughs> respect art the one you're like
1: fuck me up the butt until it." <laughs>
0: i was like rapping about a retarded girl one time not a good look professionally but
1: people really latched on the music episode which
0: me. <laughs> which, I, which i have mixed feelings about myself being portrayed as the per <laughs> the person who spoke in that episode yeah. at all um but that's that's the game we play around here you know what i mean 5b that's baby the <laughs> welcome to season 5b uh and the movie blues podcast Welcome to movie blues after dark i am dan Lyons.
1: <laughs> not saying my name for this season <laughs> And that's not saying my name for this season, Jones. I'm Andrew Fisher. (laughs) I'm a film industry's Andrew Fisher, and I'm
0: Andre Hershorn. I'm who has a wife.
1: I don't air quotes just <laughs> happened. It's audio medium, but air quotes just happened. Um, for, for those of us, li- for those of you listening, we have like a couple of listeners in like the Philippines and like weird random overseas ones yes, that show up yes. like who probably are not in the rental zone. I have no idea who the people we're constantly casually re- referencing are. Just, uh, if, if you, it's an international podcast, man. I- yeah. Um, I don't know
0: if you've ever seen in the rental zone when like um, Bobby comes <laughs> in at three 33 AM and is like, who would buy my Pontiac Grand Prix? <laughs>
1: It is now for sale. Uh, catch me on music on Amazon Prime. Have you downloaded my new single? There was
0: one that was like, "Look at my beautiful sister getting married this weekend." Yeah. I was like,
1: "What is happening here?" <laughs> what are you?
0: Um, I'm only Dan Lyons. It's just me, and then I do a different voice and I yeah. pretend like I'm somebody else. And, and I'm I call. Someone,
1: I'm someone with a career. <laughs> and I call
0: Dan Anden. Well, pretty soon my company is going to be run by uh, corporate overlords, and <laughs> if they get a hold of this podcast,
1: and Dan's going to be podcasting full time after that, yeah.
0: <laughs> Season five Z, it's like um, incoming.
1: My, my uncle worked for GE for for years for like forty years or something like that, and they sold his division to like the Chinese government. So now his bosses are the Chinese government. <laughs> <laughs> and we sit there and he just rants. Just like in Moonfall. He, he just rants. He's like, I can't, I can't, you don't know what it does to me. It keeps me up at night knowing that my labor is benefiting the Chinese government. And I'm like, okay, as opposed to previously when it was benefiting the, benefiting the American government. Am I right? Nailed it.
0: Fuck America. 10 out of 10 for Father's <laughs> Day. <laughs> um, uh, Dan. Um- Happy Father's Day, y'all. Uh, we used to do a segment that would be like, um, let's talk about uh, the things that we're currently watching. And I, with you, it's anymore. Let's do um, Dan Endon, What are you not watching? <laughs> everything. Um, Dan Endon, did you finish the other half of everything everywhere all at once?
1: No. Watch the first half, though.
0: Dan Endon, did you finish season two of Euphoria ever? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> No, I watched, uh, there, was an epi- there was an episode that was a musical, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> the episode after the musical is fantastic. Won't ever know.
0: There's only one left. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's a part two. Okay. Yeah, they, no. They kind of redeem the terrible like, musical. I the musical is my least favorite episode of the show. I don't know what's going
1: show. on where every series needs a musical se- episode. Uh-huh. Lately, it's nuts the amount of shows I've gone downstairs and cats watching something, and, like, she's what's the show she watches? Lucifer? Every time I go downstairs, they're all fucking singing, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? Dan ended. Oh, And Dear White People had a musical episode this season. What is Dear White? Never mind. Um, things I've wa- I have been watching. I watched the George Carlin Judd Apatow documentary.
0: Okay, was that good?
1: It was phenomenal. Okay, I'd like to watch that. Um, I finally watched the Robin Williams documentary. It was phenomenal. From like, a couple years ago? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I have a backlog. Dan Enden, I watched is, uh, 11 seasons of Ink Master. How's the new season of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi going for you, buddy? Um, what I saw, I liked. Four!
0: How many episodes are you in? Two. Do you think you'll ever watch another one? Yes.
1: All right. But I need... It, there's, like, I need to be in a very specific level of low stress uh-huh. to watch that, because that's, like... a. It's like as much as like as much strife as Star Wars has caused me, like uh-huh. there's still like an aspect of it where like it's like comfort food to me if I'm going to watch it. And it's like I want to be like chilling and just like in the best possible position to enjoy myself rather than be like actively pissed. I highly suggest watching Obi-Wan. I'm like what we watched. We enjoyed. I just like I haven't. It gets really been game. in a place where I'm like, I want to watch television. Like I've watched nothing but reality schlock. Dan Enden,
0: how's uh, The Leftovers, one of the greatest series of all time going for you?
1: I have been <laughs> loving The Leftovers. It is not my fault we haven't finished that one. And
0: where are you still season one?
1: Yeah, and we're, we're still in season one. Keep in one. mind,
0: listener, that these are all topics that have been, I'm going to call them open case files, yeah. that have been open now for very long
1: time. I want to say I've watched six episodes of The Leftovers.
0: Dan Endon, how is the complete box set of Battlestar Galactica that I only had for one week before you lent it, before I lent it to you and it has now been sitting at your house for several
1: months? I've watched zero of that, but it looks really nice on my show. I'm gonna need that back soon. Yeah, that's fine. Um I and thought, that concludes... That one I really thought we were gonna tackle.
0: And that concludes what what's Dan not watching? Thank you for participating. <laughs> I talk about what I'm watching. Dude, i I've, care I've, It's
1: like I've, I've even been giving... I've given up on shows that I simp for. Like, I didn't finish this season of miss mazel like i am i dropped out of that i am not interested in anything that i am watching everything is so boring well
0: it's hard to be interested in something when you're not watching it you know what i mean i know but like i've
1: watched some of everything
0: you're so worldly
1: Dude, it's funny because so Josh Boyer and I uh, share a Criteria channel account. If you look at like our like re- recently watched, I'll see that he watched like a noir from like the 60s. Uh-huh. And then it'll be like 27 movies that a third of them have been watched.
0: <laughs> That's like what most of those movies deserve, honestly. Just get a feel for it and then back out.
1: Yeah. It's like I'm searching for when I find one that I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And that brings us to the holiday. <laughs> Are you feeling festive on Father's Day, Dan?
1: Favorite day of the year. Um, <laughs> Let's look forward to it. <laughs> you a big fan of Father's Day? Then yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'll be at City Bisco this year on Father's Day. Dan hates it because his is still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: dad the least the thing i like about you least is that you're still living
1: <laughs> uh dan's dad the thing i like about you least is that you won't repair your relationship with your brother That's so true because <laughs> that would help us <laughs> <laughs> we you serious we could use that resource I am
0: serious jk simmons
1: <laughs> i have a lot of hurt
0: um yeah, dan's uncle if you're listening yeah shout uh, out just to... like
1: uh, g- uh, toss
0: us a bone here I know like what would it spare you to have a podcast under your wing? Come on, dude,
1: fucking bump bump your boy up. Yeah, here. at least like build like a podcast channel or something for real. You could have like Vince Gilligan can do a uh, show. Mm-hmm. Dan Lyons, Dan Enden can do a show. I mean, listen to how nice that sounds. And then, you're lesser t- then your lesser, then your lesser tier talent can up in the ring.
0: <laughs> yeah, when the big boys are done swinging yeah. after Christopher <laughs> yeah. Nolan's interview with. Uh, Josh Firestein of coolnerd.net. You'll have Dan Et- Lyons and Dan Endon Et- talking about sallow. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Never
1: contact me again. Um, uh, today's. Uh, A lot of inside baseball humor in that bit. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. Um, today's um, soup du jour.
1: One person in the audience was just like, wait, is he related to Stuart Lyons?
0: I for sure am. <laughs> Look me up.
1: And yet we're not successful. <laughs>
0: All right. This is not interesting anymore. <laughs> Any other thoughts for the day, Dan, before we head into uh, Father's Day? Oh, Dan's dad is dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> More! Um, that, that is what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the update. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, there, there, there used to be a, a running situation on the podcast where Dan would just always make fun of my dad for not being dead. Not true. Not true. And it,
0: always make fun of my dad being dead is a stretch. It had
1: to be enough times that I said something about it off air. No, you just know that that's like a cool card to pull out, <laughs> to, to shut me down there, sometimes. No, there was one time where I was serious, where you crossed yeah. the line. and I was like, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep and So since then, it hasn't really come up. So then Dan's like, do you want to watch a movie called Father's Day for Father's Day? <laughs> I, was, I was like, why? I was like, are you, I was like is this- Mind it
0: didn't cross my mind once that that was yeah. And in be, my
1: head, I was like, first I was like, oh, you mean the Billy Crystal movie? And secondly, I was like, you're being a dick. And then you were like, it's a trauma movie. I was like, I'm bored.
0: Although, wonder what the Billy Crystal movie's like. We should
1: really should have done like a side by side comparison. It
0: did not get favorable reviews. Yeah. Um, we'll do that next
1: Father's Day.
0: I was like, damn, we're doing Father's Day, and he was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> and then I was like, no, it's a trauma movie. And And I was like, with Billy Crystal? (laughs) And then he watched it, and he was like, this still looks terrible. Um, Do you think uh, anyone's going to listen to this episode? No. Okay. Five Bs for the boys only. (laughs)
1: Yeah. All right, we're going to get some hard Fs in this one, boy.
0: (laughs) It's like, uh, yeah, because you know no one's going to listen to it. We could just you know, really express ourselves today. Um, so, um,
1: welcome to the episode where Dan tries to defend this movie while ragging on me for liking Sharknado. How,
0: how fucking (laughs) dare you compare something like this to Sharknado?
1: They are the same. No,
0: they are not, dude. Don't even start with that. (laughs) Don't start this way, okay? Because okay? you're going to piss me off. That's fine. And then I'm going to get mad.
1: And then I'm going to go have a loving relationship with my family.
0: Jesus Christ, no.
1: <laughs> you're really going to show with me? The, the wall. <laughs>
0: anyway, today on the Movie Blues podcast... Do <laughs> <Right. laughs> you think
1: Rachel's upstairs every time I do that? She's like, what the fuck is that? She's like, these guys are such... Whoa. Whoa. Um
0: anyway, this will be hard hard Fs today because they use them in the movie. That's what and it, that's what makes it okay to use yeah. here.
1: We got our the the equivalent of a hood pad.
0: No, we don't. I like what somebody said in that review recently of us. They're like, the Dan's cl- like carefully approach like a, a touchy social subject and then smash directly through it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's another I, word for saying we. I was
1: reading that and I was like, what you mean is. More I, problematic. What you mean is I carefully approach a subject and Dan's like, fuck you. Listen to this. Faggot. <laughs>
0: Not cool, dude. Not cool. Not on Father's Day. OK, you have no Father's Day etiquette your problem.
1: Yeah. Where did that happen?
0: I haven't developed that muscle. So when you were growing up fatherless, did you watch (laughs) movies and like latch on? to? Because this is like what they say. So I'm trying to ask real world application. (laughs) Did you like latch on to fictional dad characters? And you were like, oh, like I wish he was my dad. Or were you just like, I just wish for my dad? I mean, my like, dad.
1: my dad didn't die until I was 17. <laughs> so, so you weren't so like, pr- wa- so prior to that, I just had my dad.
0: So, like, you weren't watching The Lion King at 18 being like,
1: <laughs> Mufasa. Mufasa. I, was like, I was like, really? James Earl, the guy from the fucking Bell Atlantic commercial, was really doing it for
0: me. <laughs> All these Roxy's before you are yours, Dan. <laughs> but over there is intravenous use. That is the dark zone. You You may must never, never go there. Go there. <laughs>
1: Cut. Oh. Cut. And That's like, oh. a rat You Like Simba, I was like, what's over there? <laughs> and just like Simba, Dan was like, what's over there? And sure there? enough, the answer was Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, it was a culturally
0: rich representation of a hyena.
1: <laughs> One of them was one of them was retarded,
0: and then they made the CGI remake, and they couldn't make one of them retarded.
1: Yeah,
0: and essentially losing the best. Because the count is
1: retard face of the time.
0: If it took thousands of animators to create it <laughs> over the course of five years, if you really put that level of work into making retard faces, well, it's that was
1: because it was Disney, so they were trying to be diverse by only using autistic CGI. Designers.
0: Jesus, That's <laughs> what? That is why it took so long. Five B. Five B. Is like casual Friday at work. You know what I Look, mean. Look, next week we're gonna have a really intellectual episode. We are <laughs> today. We're trying to have real fun today. Fuck. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> But for real, but for real, fathers.
1: Um, the, the 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 context here is that this movie that we're about to talk, the word faggot is used no less than thirty times in the yeah. first fifteen oh. seconds. It is <laughs> a lot of unbelievable, times. many many times. Of all the things I was presented with in this movie, nothing made me more uncomfortable than how flippantly and casually the word faggot was thrown around. <laughs> they had a priest saying it.
0: Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, it one. was so <laughs> nuts. We'll get there. Um, So what I want to say up front, and I think what really to to really cap off the uh, mature conversation that you and I just had, um, that I have this funny bone when it comes to dad humor that maybe you don't. (laughs) Uh, I think the concept of dads and like it's kind of like a Tim and Eric thing almost where it's just like the idea of dads is so funny at this point to me. Obviously, Harrison and I had a gag for a really long time about being dads. Yeah. Um, just dad stuff makes me laugh really hard. I guess, like, I could trace that back to this movie, which I've owned for, like, 10 years. <laughs> um, and this movie, uh, Father's Day.
1: <laughs> You're like, I can trace it back to one.
0: I <laughs> can trace it back to mine being still alive. <laughs> Ugh, yikes I'm gonna take a shower after this one <laughs> and we haven't even talked about the poop movie yet um dads um funny concept for some of us and um
1: <laughs> I just gotta get just move past it I just gotta get... I knew this was. You gonna, know what it's I like. Was gonna you, you know
0: what it's like with the dad thing, though. With you, is like the scene—the <laughs> scene in Austin Powers where he can't stop saying "mole." <laughs> that is how I fucking feel sometimes. When as soon as it comes up, it's not like I'm ever thinking it, but if it does come up, then it's really hard for me to shift gears. So, going to shift gears. I think dads are funny. I've made that very clear. This movie has a lot yeah, of dad. I humor. was
1: talking to uh, I was talking to Steve Lasker about how uh, you you treat dad humor like dad dying humor as like the first time like when like a white kid in a group of black friends like gets one Edward like N word as a pass and then thinks they can just right overdo it
0: oh well I mean at some level of course like my animal brain is like you get to make a joke to somebody whose dad died <laughs> <laughs> and they have to just take it sometimes yeah. like yeah that's cool
1: you're like stop being a liberal that's <laughs> yeah you're,
0: you're, you're getting exceptionally soft in your old age Dan <laughs> Amazing backwards turnaround. Uh, Anyway, check us out uh, next week for Salo. (laughs) Um, Father's Day uh, is a trauma film. I don't want to talk about trauma too much. But it's not really a trauma film. What we try to do on this channel is talk about movies that aren't purposefully bad. That's part of the rules. 5B has circumvented that a little bit because Father's Day is very fucked up. And that's why we watch it. it's tricky
1: because it's not... Like trauma, like financed and produced it. But well, they, that's what they do these days with certain projects. Yeah. Astron
0: Six, Astron Six, the guys their own who thing are incredibly funny. Have so many funny like online YouTube skits and videos that are so good. They have a series called Divorced Dad, yeah. which is fucking hilarious. That uh, I watched all of and really enjoyed. Um, I believe they also made the film, which I own. Uh, called Manborg. Yeah, they made that. Uh, which I very much enjoy. It's a, a, a feat of privately financed indie stop-motion animation graphics over, like, an exposition uh, exploitation movie. Um, this movie, you know, maybe eight years ago, it was a little bit more cutting edge than it <laughs> seemingly is now. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, A24 really fucking lifted a lot from this. fucks.
0: Yeah like many trauma films father's day takes place in a fictional world, like many movies, exploitation films and horror movies, uh, and cult classics from the eighties and seventies, the atmosphere. Think Robocop is a good example. The atmosphere of the outside world is like off from regular reality. Like this is a world in which dads are being like hunted and (laughs) exterminated. And like, everyone's worried about their dads. Um, and it's kind of like Hobo with a Shotgun, where everything's, like, super disgusting and everyone's gross and being weird. And yeah,
1: it's like a real, uh, what do they use it, like a video nasty.
0: It, this is a video nasty, yeah. This is <laughs> something to keep the kiddos up on a Friday night with the sheets up to their bedpans. I watched Sal recently. <laughs> I don't know if I, uh, I don't think kids have their own independent bedpans. Um... Father's Day is a film that takes place in a world in which fathers everywhere are going missing, dying, turning up, raped and yeah, murdered.
1: that's important. raped uh, and murdered.
0: <laughs> uh, very early on, we're introduced to the villain of the piece. Uh, yeah. His name is Chris Fuckman. Yeah, um, sure is. He has many other aliases that we're going to get into, but yeah. they typically refer to him as the Fuckman. Yeah. Which um, he is. He's a um, monstrous, fat, ugly, pedophile rapist. Serial killer who has been uh, taking out many of the dads.
1: He's an adult fuck boy. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. It's <laughs> a good way of describing the fuckmen. Um, and, um, you know, they set up a world in which uh, the the loss of these dads are constantly railed upon and, and mentioned. Um, <laughs>
1: as are the dads.
0: As are the dads themselves. <laughs> There's a lot of dad world building in this movie. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite lines in this movie, and there are so many, because for me, this is not a great film like malignant in the horror realm. This is more of a comedy to me. I think the sense of humor that Astron 6 has, and the dialogue, especially with the main character Ahab and everyone he interacts with, is really funny still. Um, crack me up many times. Even beyond the dad stuff, there's so many gags and running jokes about syrup and other things in this movie that come into play. Um, But, you know, the dad thing uh, hit home for me so many times because the dialogue is written around it. And then you have people yelling things like, you know how many dads go missing around here, motherfucker? (laughs) And then um, one guy at one point is describing like the atmosphere of the town and he goes, many fathers were killed at that time. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, shit like that cracked me up. Yeah. The Um, main
1: character's name is Twink.
0: Yes. Uh at one point a character says there have been many rapes and someone goes and let me guess it's all dads it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> absurd um at one point a girl is uh being tortured and she yells but I'm not a dad <laughs> yeah. which is fucking just hilarious, yeah, hilarious. um <laughs> but as Dan was saying uh one of the main characters of the movie Twink uh a gay man yeah um it starts really with him um and and, and his dad being murdered um Uh, and his cheeks getting clapped by the fuckman, um, who is basically... After
1: his dad chastised him for clapping cheeks.
0: Right. Uh, there is a running through line with Twink's character that he's been judged for being a male prostitute, and his dad is very upset
1: about that. Um, and... It's a reasonable thing to be upset by. uh,
0: Yeah. And then the fuckman comes in and (laughs) rapes his dad and murders him. Yeah, lights him on fire. Lights him on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Uh, this is the kind of movie where a character named the fuckman eats a guy's penis off. It's really It's also
1: a movie where a character named the fuckman injects drugs into his penis and then slices it in half. <laughs> best just cut best
0: scene in terms of gross out in this whole movie is when the fuckman in what does he do? He injects poison. Yeah, I don't know. Into his penis and then cuts it off. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah really going there yeah Um, but also retaining a very mature and honestly borderline Jewish sense of humor about the whole proceeding yes um, which I really enjoyed and didn't remember I mean I remember liking this movie from like an era when I would like get really stoned and watch like super shocking but like trashy exploitation movies Um, and I think this is firmly and deservedly in the place with uh, those movies absolutely
1: Um, I think this movie, um, you know, there we had this this chunk of time. Like, I want to say, like, when I first, like, got to college, that end of high school through, like, my college years, right. where there was a big, uh, I guess, Grindhouse probably started it all off, where there was this big renaissance of everyone yes. and their grandmother was trying to do, like, a Grindhouse The movie Spun type.
0: was kind of in and around this, too. Do you remember that? Yeah, with Brittany, with, with Murphy, with Brittany Murphy and, and John Mickey Leguizamo. Rourke. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, That's, like, a 5B. Era, that, uh, I have, the, I actually... I own that too. Uh, I owned that I, since middle school. <laughs> um, oh. But uh, th- there was like... <sighs> Based. Yeah, like as, as a kid, I loved trauma movies. Um, and then I was like excited when this whole like Grindhouse... When I was pumped about Grindhouse. We can talk about Grindhouse some other day. I really, really like one of the Grindhouse movies. Um, In theaters, I enjoyed both. Yes. I was like, these are both fun. Yes.
0: Clearly... Um death proof is a movie yeah which i actually enjoy yeah and i don't know why quentin tarantino hates it so much which is embarrassing because like really the point of that is like me and robert rodriguez are going to get together and have fun yeah and then in my opinion tarantino's kind of spoiled it afterwards being like coming out in the press and constantly being like i regret doing grindhouse blah blah blah. yeah you kind of started something fun yeah relax dude
1: is very fun yeah um and it's not good but yeah, it's not supposed to be yeah is it? right I mean, so but so like then you know we we'd met you referenced hobo with a shotgun and there was uh what else was happening machete and machete kills that was all happening love around how that you time pronounce
0: that That was beautiful thank you you're like uh
1: with uh patron saintress of the movie blues podcast michelle rodriguez um, and a lot of that, that stuff, cross thing a lot of that stuff wasn't really <laughs> landing for me the way it seemed to be for everyone. Like, really, ev- everyone was. Oh, I
0: loved like. You, did you not like Hobo
1: with a Shotgun? No, oh, no, my, I really God, didn't. I everyone went ape shit over it, and I was like, "This is like great movie." I, I think I probably had a vibe of like, "This is like trying to do something that like I already was a fan of when I was younger, and like I just don't need a new version of it that's going to be like." I, I don't know. I didn't. You got I, some hangups. I, yeah, I had some hangups. I also like watched it with a girl and like she didn't like it. So it was a negative experience. But like I just I, I, I didn't like dislike it. I was just like these this are is not whatever. movies
0: for girls. guys. I, I was
1: starting to feel like these were being cranked out like with like regularity and being very homogenized. And I was just like I would rather just watch the old versions of it where I'd rather watch a movie that's shitty because of the technology of the time than a movie trying to look shitty. Right. And then like now like a lot of the A24 stuff is that like Mandy, I get like big Mandy vibes. Like when I was watching Mandy with all the shots where like, it'll just be like a shot with just like glowing red light. I'm like, this is every fucking grindhouse movie I ever saw. And people are heralding it. Like it's some sort of like innovative take on the time where like, it's not, it's using old tricks and the movie sucks. Like I don't like Mandy at all.
0: I like, uh, drive angry with Amber. Oh yeah.
1: I love drive angry. um,
0: And Nick cage. That is a drive. Angry is killer. A more fun. Agreed. and, And similar to this movie, because like they go there in that movie, they go to hell. It's wild. I mean, Drive uh, Angry
1: is successful. Yeah, in what it's doing. I don't. I, I mean, don't, this is
0: a terrible take, by the way. People are gonna hate this. I don't, but, care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't either. care.
1: Like it's it's tough for me because like trauma has to. I'm just for this premise. I'm gonna call this a trauma movie. It is trauma. There's a traumaville fucking city hall there. Trauma, the, the telltale yeah. signs are there. But like it's all there, bud. They're like they're const- They have to constantly in this day and age try to like one up their own depravity because they've been doing this shit for fucking 50 years at this point and it becomes so expected that they have to like kind of toe the line between becoming self-parody and now having to risk being seem, coming across as parody of something that's like way bigger, which is all these A24 pictures. And I feel like this movie succeeded and is like far more successful in doing hmm. this genre than a lot of the shit that's come out in the last 10 years trying to harken back to it. This like was like
0: it was pretty effortless pretty effortless in its presentation. Like, sometimes you really see movies like this have to work to be ridiculous. And this movie was, like, just flat-out ridiculous end-to-end. Yeah. End. Like, and
1: Elijah Wood's always trying to make these movies. Sure. Because like, he's, like, a fan of them. But I'm like, dude, you're too, yeah, like... You're too vanilla. You're too artistically tuned to, yeah. like, actually pull it off. Whereas these are, like... You can tell these are dudes that, like, this is what they fucking watch. Yeah. This is what they love. They all hung out, getting drunk, watching these movies forever. And they were like, let's do that and bring it to, like, the most insane place we can, and, like, they're very successful at it.
0: And it wasn't, like, Grindhouse where it's, like, oh, now we're going to have cigarette burns on the screen, and now now, the audio is going to be all off track, and now we're going to have 70s-style music. It really, like, had its own vibe. It had its own visual flair. It used a lot of mixed media, different kinds of, like, digital cameras. Totally. um, It, like you said, had a vibe... Of these guys know each other in real life and they know what they're doing. And
1: it had two seconds where it was a Kung Fu movie for just like a couple seconds. And I was I was thrilled. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it became a Kung Kung Fu movie. Much like Speed Racer. Yeah.
0: Much like the heralded Speed Racer. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, From the director of the Pivotal Matrix Resurrections. (laughs) Make sure to check out both of those movies. That's a great double feature. speed
1: racer matrix yeah because they're both fantastic and underrated flawless underrated
0: masterpieces i've been gaslit fully help (laughs) (laughs) um and um uh yeah i I would agree with you on all this there was a bit a bit of shakiness in this movie that like felt like oh this movie was made 12 years ago type of vibe yeah but Uh, it doesn't
1: take itself seriously at all which is why it works because like a lot of these fucking a24 movies like really take itself seriously while being they try to both be campy and serious and i can't i can't fuck with that at all like you need to go all in like i'm constantly referencing reanimator on this show like there's not a moment of reanimator that takes itself seriously and that's why i fucking love it because it's just in that vibe the whole time like i don't see reanimator as a horror movie like it's a comedy movie to me this to me what we just watched is nothing but a horror movie like it's grotesque but it's pure comedy it was hilarious yeah I I can't stand when movies try to approach like an exploitation vibe and also be very serious for huge stretches.
0: So I will say up front, I mean, based on all of what's been said here, that if you like what you're hearing so far, seek this movie out for sure. It's not the Billy Crystal one. Um, And, and watch it. This is like a truly entertaining movie, but I would say don't bring uh, your girlfriend. And um, I had to watch it isolated in my basement by myself up until this morning at 9am. And uh not a movie for people who are squeamish it does have a lot of very effective gore violence
1: yeah killer creature effects
0: effects. yeah just blood everywhere I mean it's disgusting it's all the greatest parts of actual grindhouse cinema without rubbing it in your face all the time um has nice little flourishes like when the movie starts it starts with a um and they they do owe a lot to Tim and Eric they did take a lot of like Tim and Eric concepts in the way that Tim and Eric operates but like the movie starts with like a um, list of what's on a cable news station for yeah, the night. Yeah. It's like uh, Father's Day,
1: 7pm. Yeah. Cable News 1.
0: Yeah. Um, It there, had some commercials there in it. There were some
1: commercials in the middle of it, um, yeah. But
0: it didn't feel like, oh god, this is so like, like, them post, trying like post-modern. To, yeah, them trying to emulate something. It, it felt infirmly in grasp of what made Troma great, which are, these are people that like to make sick jokes and do gross effects and present kind of like a debased morality to the world that they were feeling disaffected from and that's all here and on top of it unlike most older trauma movies there's it seems like the people who made it are super smart and humorous yeah. whereas trauma, sometimes you have to wonder when you're watching shit like that Do these people think that this is funny or not? It's it's incredibly
1: juvenile. A lot of trauma. Yeah.
0: This is very mature in its sense of humor. Yeah. It had like Mel Brooks type humor. Right. It It was very funny. It's
1: like presenting like the an absolute ludicrous premise as being something that people are generally concerned by and taking seriously, and that in and of itself is funny. Sure. Whereas like a lot of trauma pictures, as much as I loved them growing up, like when I try to rewatch them, it's like, (laughs) ha,
0: poop. Um, um, the best way and, to, like
1: boobs are funny.
0: <laughs> they are though. Sometimes they're really funny. Yeah, of course. Not as funny as butts. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Check us out next week. Sallow <laughs> is the picture. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. This movie uh, has like running gags in it that really show how smart uh the the entire movie is. I mean, the basic premise, like we were setting up, is that the fuckman is out killing dads. Um, Ahab. Uh, the main character who's kind of like Snake Pliskin combined with like every 80s recluse action hero has to who has to be brought out of retirement to deal uh, with what the character situation. Did you say, Snake? Ahab. Snake. Snake Plissken from Escape, Escape from, from, from York. New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he even has an eye patch yeah, right. in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So he's clearly based on yeah. the, the 80s uh grindhouse protagonist. And he lives out in the woods where he's like retired making maple syrup. And yeah. they start the movie with. A priest needing to seek him out to stop the fuckman. Uh the priest character is so fucking funny. I yeah. Spent an hour talking about Ridiculous. how incredible the performances of that priest character. But uh it starts with him by uh his mentor, this old blind man who has like Crazy radioactive-looking eyes, and yeah. uh, he's like, "You must find Ahab. He's the only
1: one who can destroy the fucker." Yeah, father, um, father Palpatine.
0: So he goes, "You must travel to Mustafar." No, <laughs> you know what that was getting into. You must go to Mustafar. <laughs> I was born on Vader's castle. You're merely a tourist. Um, <laughs> Obi Wan now on Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> episode six next week. Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Um,
1: Not going to be better than episode 6 of Star Wars.
0: Um, by the way, if, if anyone who watches Obi-Wan, uh, every episode mirrors the plot and occurrences in the um, parallel episode of the Star Wars trilogy, starting with episode 4. Um, if you go back and look at all the episodes, every single episode is deeply reminiscent of the um, adjoining episode from the Star Wars series. Is that um, true? Yeah, with all the pl- it's very obvious, too, once you that's fun. look at it with that lens, the so, locations, so you're the saying, plot beats. You're the- I
1: can skip episode two?
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah. <It's, laughs> this one kind of stunk. This is my least favorite one. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, Father's Day. Um, so, uh, this Priest... Back of the
1: Clones, zero out of ten. Zero. Uh hate sand
0: um so uh
1: hate sand hate attack of clones more the, <laughs> the priest
0: has to go and uh travel to find ahab who's like retired living in the woods making syrup and um
1: and this that's the guy who directed the movie correct is ahab
0: uh, i'm not positive i don't remember i think that's okay. I, I don't know but quite possibly. Yeah. Um,
1: what a renaissance man
0: so uh the priest is is uh talking to his mentor his mentor is like you must travel long and far to find him and he's like okay and he gets on a plane and then a montage kicks off where
1: is this this is after he like tries to like save twink yeah and twink shoves the tie in his mouth
0: yeah twi- <laughs> twink sees a priest and the first thing he does is spit directly in his eye and yeah. then um shoved the tie in his mouth that his dad was raped and murdered and had the tie stuffed in his mouth he s- puts it around the neck of the priest and the priest is like "Ooh, nice tie yeah. he's like yeah that was in my dad's mouth when he got he's murdered like,
1: <laughs> that's just fucking shit humor
0: <laughs> um anyway uh the montage begins with him getting on a plane but then he's like on like a white water raft like walking through the woods like walking up a mountain (laughs) going through the snow like going through the seasons his clothes become tattered his face is covered in dirt like all of his priestly robes are shredded and he finally arrives like at like the like the recluse reluctant hero's house and um, my favorite running gag in the entire fucking movie begins where um, big
1: uh, big vibes
0: of uh obi-wan <laughs> in yeah o-
1: in disney's obi-wan absolutely
0: great mention <laughs> um and so he's out recluse and uh it, like splitting logs in the woods and the priest
1: being david arquette and you're gonna make me scream <laughs>
0: <laughs> um true very true you're really uh really calling him out here yeah deep guts um He finds Ahab, um, and Ahab is, uh, putting a faucet directly into a tree to tap it for, uh, syrup, um, and the priest, (laughs) the priest is like, you know, what, what have you been doing here? Uh, he's like, you're looking at it, bitch. He goes, I'm tapping this maple tree. And the priest goes, that isn't a maple tree. <laughs> and, the, and Ahab looks at me and goes, so what have I been making syrup out of? <laughs> and that kicks a fucking uh, joke off with Ahab's syrup that actually becomes like the crux of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately kills the fuckmen. Um Great syrup jokes throughout. 10 yeah. out of 10. Yeah. For syrup humor.
1: Quality jokes throughout. Uh, I-, I loved that this movie featured a classic trope <laughs> in which... An insane, incredibly loud ordeal is happening directly behind a person who can't hear it because she's listening to music on it.
0: But the ordeal is. So, a, it involves a chainsaw. It's so, so extreme. A stripper There's takes a chainsaw, a chainsaw behind her head and tries and to like, la, attack la, la. the fuckman.
1: <laughs> tra- yeah, the stripper always has a chainsaw on her person. It's just, it's just, just shit happening all the
0: time. Um. So the fuckman keeps killing dads and eventually the fuckman kills the priest mentor, which leads to my favorite scene in the movie, which is where the priest is giving a eulogy for his mentor. And it is like clear, like the most escalated and unhinged eulogy like ever put into a movie before. It starts very much like, you know, there's so much evil in the world and like, you know, the fuckman's still out there and blah, blah, blah. Uh, at one point, and this is like goes to like Jewish humor almost. He's talking about the priest, and he's like, I don't know what he liked. I mean, he was a man who liked boiled water. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he starts going, Where's God? Where's he now? Like, with the fuckmen still out there? Like, yeah. where's God? He goes, Is he under this, this podium? And he's like, Checking under the podium, and he's like, Where is he? He pulls out a gun. <laughs> and starts waving it around and he's like I'm gonna go get the fuckman and he runs out of the room and my favorite line I remember quoting this to my friends all the time uh, after we really got into this movie Uh, the priest runs out of the room with like a silenced pistol running out into the street to like go take on the fuckman essentially And in the middle of this church, like one guy, because, you know, at the end of the eulogy, the energy in the room is so high. One guy stands up and he goes, let's tear this place apart. (laughs) And everyone in the church just looks at him like, no, dude. And he's like, oh, oh, okay, My
1: bad. My bad. Yeah. Very, very South Park humor.
0: Great scene. Let's try this place apart. I just have Ahab syrup as one of my twelve notes.
1: <laughs> um, I know just, just as dick cutting. Awesome. <laughs>
0: this movie has a one scene of stunts. I would say um, where there's a car chase, and it looked like all the actors doing their own stunts, like literally jumping from car to car. There's no stunt doubles. It looked extremely dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, if the movie, you know, didn't go to where it goes to in its final third, I really think that it would be a good, not great movie.
1: My my last note is, all right, officially took it to the level that it needed to to actually land.
0: Yeah, Dan was sending me messages originally like pretty conflicted about this movie. And then at one point just sent me a message. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at what point was that for you, Dan? The oh, my God. Yeah, uh, that was when <laughs> um the priest was in heaven taking God hostage with a right. fucking silence well,
0: We have to set all of that up so what makes this movie so special and again if you want to see this movie you should turn this off pretty much now but yeah. um, uh, what makes this movie so special for me is like the last 15-20 minutes basically where they've already destroyed the fuckmen um, through a variety of MacGuffins and plot trappings that don't yeah, matter. where I
1: had my classic moment where I'm like well he's So how is there time left in the movie? Right,
0: which is what they want you to feel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because the fuckman's dead now, and was that the guy that got thrown off the bridge? Yeah, Ahab like (laughs) smashes his face in and throws him (laughs) off a bridge, (laughs) and everyone's like, "Dude, that was a bit much." (laughs) And he was like, "Yeah, that was out of control. (laughs) Like I'm an out of control person." (laughs) Uh, he fucks his sister. That's a whole different
1: story. Yeah, his his sister gets. Possessed. His sister like, is the Mandy of this. And of like this picture. the only sexy real sexy in the movie is like a montage of them fucking everywhere. <laughs> Every which <laughs> and, way. And then like they just like rag on him for fucking his sister. And he's like, you would have done it too.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's always like
0: ragging on him about it, and he's like just lightly justifying it. He's like, the movie. he's like, look at her. <laughs> he's like, come on, look at her. It's so funny. <laughs>
1: And like they they were separated because their father was killed and raped by the fuckmen. Yes. And he went to go train with the priests, and the other one went to go be a stripper. I don't know. Yeah. There were that I just couldn't follow what the fuck everything was going on. Did there was you so notice much backstory.
0: at her strip club, the out front of her strip club had a marquee and her name was on it. No. It was like now featuring Ginger. <laughs> no. Like it was a movie. <laughs> was That's hilarious. Very funny. Um. Uh yeah uh wow the last uh part of this movie is basically them realizing that uh the fuckman is more than just a serial killer he's actually the fuckmanicus, who's like an ancient evil spirit that has a cult worshipping him yeah. um and that his soul has like gone to hell basically um and he needs to be confronted in hell yeah
1: every generation he there's a new fuckman yeah and like i think this if I'm, i don't know i i think what was happening is that uh if the fuckman like dies then his spirit goes into like the womb of someone that he fucked like <laughs> and like that baby yes. becomes the new fuckman
0: which I think becomes his sister
1: which like yeah because his sister was possessed <coughs> when she fucked him so her baby is gonna be the new fuckman
0: <laughs> cause Chris fuckman fucked her <laughs> Sorry, really, really big hit of drugs there.
1: Fuckman fucked her.
0: <laughs> Chris Fuckman killed my dad. There's <laughs> a line seriously uttered in this movie. Yeah.
1: Um, so. <laughs> because of that, there's a scene where he's begging her to have an abortion. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, he fucks his sister and then begs her to have an abortion. And then uh, after the end scene of the movie, too. While she's walking away, he just goes, and it's like almost off camera. He goes, get that abortion.
1: Well, it, that's a situation where she they're in hell, and her soul's coming back. Yeah, I didn't back. want to spoil that. Uh, you already to- said stop listening from well, here on out.
0: We got to, no, yeah. not spoil that, but like in terms of how they get to hell, I yeah. think is so fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> it cuts to basically the three protagonists of the movie, the priest, Twink,
1: and Ahab. Hold on, I'm dying. No No toys that hit was worth the glory. I'm surprised you guys are... Are we recording? Yeah. Never mind. Now go for it. Yeah. Save it for a day-on-day crime?
0: No. Um. So the priest, Ahab, and Twink, I want to say walk into a bar, but um. <laughs> all decide that they have to kill themselves. Yeah, so, um, so that they can go take on the fuck man. So they sit down and... Twink and the priest are arguing about how they should do it and in what order. Yeah. And just off screen, you hear a gunshot, and they look over at the table, and Ahab has already blown his yeah. brains out. Yeah, <laughs> That was so yeah. fucking funny. Yeah. Um, so they all uh, decide to kill themselves. Um, when Ahab kills himself, it's very graphic. Like, his head is blown off, yeah. basically. And um, they're both looking at his dead body and, like, his, his like... Brain is basically completely exposed, and um, the priest goes, "Is he dead?" And Twink goes, "I don't know. He looks like he's in hell." <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's at this point that um, Ahab appears in like a, I would say, claymation, stop motion, yeah. animated hell, yeah, where Chris Fuckman has become the Fuckmanicus and is like a giant pig monster creature, yeah, um, and. He and the other two um, need to battle the fuckmen, but instead the funniest fucking diversion in this whole movie happens as the priest, instead of going to hell, instead arrives in heaven. And Um, and
1: Twink gets killed like immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally immediately. Twink gets
0: murdered in hell the (laughs) second he arrives. (laughs) Then uh, a whole plot line kicks off where the priest needs to get from heaven to hell. Yeah.
1: And why don't you talk about this one a little bit, Dan? You enjoyed this section quite a bit. Yeah, so he he goes to heaven instead, which was uh, my understanding of the Bible is such that suicide precludes you from heaven, but wow, you're really going to bring those rules in.
0: That's <laughs> prison rules. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um and uh it's all it's like the it's like the heaven scene in little nicky where it comes up and it's like all white and like Yeah. It, take a picture from filters
0: might as well be playing all the angels are like women with like triple d breasts.
1: yeah and then like like,
0: when no shirts on god comes out and like of course it's lloyd kaufman well before god comes out (laughs) an angel who looks like a gay porn star is interrogating the priest and vice versa about him having gone to heaven um and the priest (laughs) starts getting like really rough with him pulls out a gun yeah right and puts it up to his head and there's, like, the most glorious moment in this movie when, like, he grabs this angel and puts him in a headlock and puts a gun up to his head, a priest, and goes, Shut your face, faggot! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he demands to be taken to God's office. Yeah. Um, who's a schlubby Jewish guy reading a porn magazine called Stink.
1: Yep. <laughs> Um, dude, Lloyd Coffin just has nods softened in his old age at all. Nah, he's still a fucking A1. Someone, uh, they're doing a trauma fest at the drive-in theater, the Mahoning, and Lloyd Coffin's going to be there. And someone recently was, like, trying to get me to commit to rolling up to that. It's like a weekend long thing. <laughs> like, you camp there and shit.
0: So, God, it's like a piece of shit. And the priest starts arguing with him um which leads to just like from a dialogue perspective like on a script someone screaming not so fast god is so fucking funny to me Um, (laughs) the whole conversation that unfurls with the two of them is great um uh so uh then the priest in this whole plot line which is like they cut back and forth between hell and this multiple times uh gets god to send him down to hell and he travels through like all planes of reality and like arrives in hell and is immediately ripped in half by the fuckman (laughs) like he just picks him up and rips him into two pieces and throws him across the room um the fuckman is ultimately killed by uh ahab syrup yep sure is um which is not from a maple tree yeah um and uh then uh the sister comes back and she's really really big yeah she's like huge in size compared to everyone else (laughs) and ahab is trying still trying to fuck her and twink is like you want to fuck your own sister and then uh the girl looks down at him she's like super huge and the girl looks down at him and she's like you're like the indian in the cupboard you'd get lost inside of me And he's like, get
1: that abortion and like the end credits. No, not the end credit. Well, no, there's a little more. Dude, the ending is what made this movie for me like okay. that. It, it literally put two points on it for me uh-huh. where the, the movie ends like she goes back to her body. They're stuck in hell, the three of them. And they're like, they're like, man, how do how do we get out of hell? And he's like, maybe if we just really hope and pray really hard, things <laughs> will all the work best. out best. And it's like the music swells and yeah. they're, and they're praying and it's like it starts raising up back to the surface level and you just see their fucking rotting corpses and like cats are eating them and
0: <laughs> Cut to the three protagonists having shot themselves to go to hell. Their bodies just rotting. Yeah. And like cats eating their flesh. Yeah, and they like, didn't
1: think through how they were gonna get back from hell. No. <laughs> and then it just ends.
0: And the credits roll over their corpses yeah. just sitting at the table.
1: <laughs> What a fucking ending! A yeah, like,
0: killer ending. Those last like ten minutes are truly uh, inspired.
1: Fantastic ending.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean that you know that literally pretty much covers it. And um, I, I, after hearing your like trepidation about it in its first hour or whatever, I went into it being like shit, and still managed to get extremely won over by this movie. Um, great movie, great times, movie blues podcast.
1: 12 out of 10 i'm just like do we even need to rate a movie like this like <coughs> i think so like i like yeah because uh, then, we, then we get into the like well do we rate it as a movie or like in the realm here's of how what movies it, it, it is i'm
0: rating it as these are a bunch of filmmakers that took very little money very little tools and made something extremely creative smart and brilliant Much can be said about the recent film, everything, everywhere, all at once. Watching somebody take a little bit of resources and do the maximum with them is always super admirable. Um, As a film, it's actually pretty sound. Uh, Its script is very funny. As a comedy, it's very sound. As a horror movie, it's very sound. Is it a good movie? Like, hard to say, but it's extremely entertaining and extremely funny and I would say quite memorable and you know, it's not one of those movies like you brought up Sharknado and tried to compare it to this, which I think is egregious. Like if we were talking about Sharknado, like, like what talent went into that? It's like produced by the sci-fi channel. It's made not to be bad, but like made on a low budget to actually make money. Like this was made as a passion project and has a lot of craftsmanship in it. And is really fucking funny and super endearing and has like a bunch of characters that I would love to see in a different movie even hard to rate it though yeah what, what do you think
1: I think uh, I'm gonna give Father's Day like a like a 7.7 7 out of 10 Like, if I'm just looking at the world of schlock, it's it's higher, I guess. Like, it's it's quality schlock. Uh, it, it doesn't go beyond being schlock. It's still schlock. The plot's yeah. exceptionally convoluted. <laughs> like they was having trouble following this one. I'm just like, dude, these movies, like, don't need that much of a plot. There's too much going on here. Uh, the backstory was a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but the payoff
0: for the backstory was quite good. Yeah, Um. it was fun. I had a fun time. Great movie. Good times. I'm gonna. will give, I'll give it, it an eight. Fuck it. I'll give it an eight. We're going eight. I'll give it an eight. I'm also gonna give it an eight. But there is a world in which someone who likes this kind of stuff this is like a nine. But for the reasons of this podcast. Two eights is a full yeah. set. I'm treating.
1: I'm treating this on the scale where reanimator is a ten.
0: Sure, that's huge. I mean, that is really huge because that's one of your all-time uh, goadies. Love it. It's so funny. Well, anything else you'd like to discuss on today's therapy
1: session? Uh, no, I think I'll probably get it all out next week. A lot of people are going to get it all out next week. Yeah, hope you guys all have a good Father's Day. I'm going to go have no obligations. Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: I hope you guys have a good Father's Day. I will be neglecting my own father and going to City Bisco to hear a bunch of trash. Baby. (laughs)